Hey, welcome everybody, Rams fans and everyone else, to Rams All Access, ESPN LA 710, New Year's edition, not New Year's Eve, right? You can't say New Year's Eve edition until New Year's Eve. So this is the New Year's edition. Yeah. Okay. This All is right. our last show. Last yes, show. I guess. Yes. Yeah, yes. for now. For I would say week 17, the finale. Week 17 show. I like that better. <laughs> uh, Eric Davis, Kirk Morrison, and uh, for J.B. Long. Uh, let's just get back into it, man. We were arguing, having fun. I think I'm on an island here. I'm all by myself. You guys are in agreement. You do not yes. pay Terrain Johnson to come back? No. You do not give uh, him no, a big what, deal? No, 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 what, no, no what no, I said is that a team-friendly. You, you team-friendly well, team deal. Friendly. Okay. Yes. No. I need him back. You I need, need him, back. him to yeah. test the market. Yes. That's what I said. I didn't say he doesn't come back. Yes. I said, but what I'm, I'm not going to offer him the big contract without mm-hmm. seeing – uh, allowing him to see his market value. Yes. But what if that costs you him? Like, then, it, then it costs then me it costs him. Me. Well, I, see, I can't do that. I, I cannot I do that. I can't, I I can't let another good corner out of the building. I don't want to overpay. And that's where this team has overpaid. They yeah, overpaid yeah. on Tavon Austin. You talked about Michael Brockers. I think now even Mark Barron, they've overpaid to keep their guys. And so now when you look at where Tremaine Johnson is, you allow him to go out, test the market, just see what it looks like. Right. See what it looks like. That didn't like. work last year. Yes. Yeah. Because, he hung up the phone. Well, he never Janoris, picked it up again. Well, Janoris was better, and we know that right. Janoris was better. So you, you so took they, the same they, approach. And, and that, that relationship was kind of soured before, right. I think, free agency and, started. That's the reason why he got rid of his And there remember, you go. Wait, wait yeah. that's what you have to point out in that one. It's a question of whether or not you're allowing someone to test the market with the mindset that you're going to try to work them in and yes. not overpay, or do, right. are you allowing them to test the market because you have moved on? But what and if with you Janoris, get, they had moved on. What if you get put in a position by his agent? Okay, if we don't talk now, you're never talking to me again. That's been, We've yeah. all played the game. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not so. Mm-hmm. If you come back with the right... Check numbers. with the right numbers, they're going to pick up the phone. Right. Hopefully, so we, and, know, we know that that's think, not true. And I think somebody's going to pay him. I, I think he's got that sort of ability. And, and, Big, and, yeah. tough corner that can cover. But at what rate? There we it go. It depends. I mean, it, the price has gone through the roof. Um, paying that much for a corner. Is he that guy, though? Is he? Are, are we talking? You mean the guy, like the shutdown guy? Yeah. Are we talking? Is he a number one or a number two? I feel comfortable with Tremaine Johnson against every big receiver out there. Small guys give him give him hell. Right. Uh, but I think you can say that about a lot of people, especially some of the high price guys. Some of those small guys, like Janoris, struggles with big guys. Yeah, but At- Janoris this year has proven that he can go up against the. Um, you know, the, the, the Des Bryant's within the division. He went up yeah. against some of the better receivers, Deshaun Jackson, Pierre Garçon. He's held his own. He's an all-pro this year, if you ask me. No doubt. Now, Tremaine Johnson, on the other hand, is that we've seen him in spurts play well, but we've also seen him give up plays. And look, I know everybody's going to give up a play, but I don't want to hamstring my entire defensive secondary because there's other guys as well that you got to figure out, who are we bringing back? E. Well, this is the thing that I'm uh, with um, Gaines is he's had hasn't been healthy the entire season. So all of these things I'm taking into account, and and, and mm-hmm. as I said, just all I want to do is see where his value is. There right. are some there are some other positions that I think have been overpaid. Yes. You can't continue to build and get what you need if you're overpaying everyone. So at some point. You can't do anything about the contracts that are already on your books other True. than try to cut guys. Or try or, to make them or, better. Or, or, try to, right. or, yeah. or try to make them better. Right. Okay, but you can control what you pay this next group of free I would agents. just say this. If I'm Aaron Donald and you let another corner out the building, trade me. Because what's I'm, the point in having me? Well, Aaron Donald's if I'm be Aaron, What's remember? the point in beating the guy up front if he's getting the ball off in, in, four, in three and a half seconds? And what's the point in paying? And what's the point in overpaying mm-hmm. anyone? And and this and it's always hard when we say this because I'm like, you yeah, know, yeah, you yeah. pay what you're worth. But this right. is the thing. 
You can only put so many numbers, and that's the way you have to view it, and that's the way I look at it. You can only put so much mm-hmm. into both of your corners. So one of these guys is always going to get paid a lot more. Always. But you can only put so much money into one of your corners. So you're going to pay one guy really well. You're going to pay one of your safeties really well. you got to make certain that you get that guy. So that's what I'm saying. Just test the market. Yeah. You're yeah, always yeah. going to have young guys. You're always going to have the other guy, the other safety, the other corner. You're going to have two of those guys. Mm-hmm. That you know, It's, it's rare right. that you get a situation like Denver where you have three guys yeah. where you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> I, can, I can play with those guys. And yes. even in that case, yeah. not all three of them can get paid. Mm-hmm. Well, best cornerback duo of all time in your opinion. Ooh. I love this stuff. Yeah. Who's Best your top two guys? Duo. And, and you and your crew are excluded. So yes. don't say ah, me and. Ah, yeah. Oh, man. Ah, okay, well, I cut that out. Um, See, I knew that was going to be number one. <laughs> best, yeah, yes. Um, I like um, Hanford Dixon and uh, Minifield. Man, yeah. See, mm. no one brings them up anymore. That was Well, yeah. I mean, because this generation doesn't re- remember them. Right. <laughs> well, let's, <laughs> that's, that's part of let's it. Let's remind them. Go ahead. Um, but I would go, you know, Dixon and Minifield, that's that's a pretty good one right there. Um Wow, you got, keep going, jump in. For me, you I got mean, one? Yeah. For, for me, we're talking about my generation. My yeah, era. yeah, anybody. Your I, best cornerback duo. I love Patrick Sertain and Sam Madison. I, I like wow. those two They guys. were pretty good. Uh, were, I mean, we're talking about a duo. Early 90s, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about a duo. We're talking about two guys. Two guys. That when they were out there, you were like, you're not going to complete a pass. So you better work the tight end. This I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll, true, I'll tell you, yeah. I mean, just guys just going against before yeah. the injury um, when and before he had to be the guy. Uh, Pup and um, Larry, uh, Kevin Smith and, and Larry Brown in yes. Dallas. Yeah. In well, Dallas, and young. Yeah. Why and does Larry Brown get such a bad rep? Well, well, <laughs> well, because Larry, of the MVP. Well, the thing okay. that, the he thing got paid. That, right. He got paid. <laughs> well, and, and also what happened after he got paid, he became the guy. Larry yes. wasn't the guy. He was, he was the other corner. Yes. Pup was the guy. Mm-hmm. Kevin, okay. Kevin Smith was really good before he blew his Achilles. He was really, really good. And that that's what allowed them to play that that two shell that cover four and, right. and nine, a nine man front basically they had yeah. they had two safeties I mean Woody yeah. and Washington used to line up at eight nine yards because both of their corners could just take care of stuff outside and it changed the way Dallas it changed their fortune they became yeah. the team of the nineties because of that um, but that was that was that's another situation where you have both guys that can do their thing but. Pup was the number one. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going back to last season when you had that. In my opinion, you had Janoris, your wild card, the guy you put on anybody, and the other guy in Tremaine Johnson. Yeah, you should have kept that group together. I agree with and, that. And, and now you're sitting yeah, in 2016, yeah. and you have a chance to lose both. Yeah. If it's just money, mm, well, I, no, I, well, I think I'd be okay it's, with that. It's, but it, was that a Jeff decision though? Because I think Jeff wanted Janoris. Yeah, and I think the organization wanted to go a different way. So right, right. This may be an organizational Stop thing. Stop the bleeding. Yes. Yeah. And we got to make sure we keep our guys. Tremaine Johnson is a guy who they drafted. This is our guy, and he's a less guy. Right. Too. Oh, speaking of that, uh, did you guys call the game on on uh, on Saturday against the Forty ers Did you call it when the Rams were up fourteen and said, "Look, they're going to find a way to lose this"? Uh, because it felt like Miami all over again. I, I won't say I called it. Yeah. But you when did started you know? To, yeah. When did I know? <sighs> I knew when Colin Kaepernick just started to start making plays. When he yeah. he had his best two drives of the year, right? In those last two last two drives. I of the was game. a drive ahead of you as yes. soon as <laughs> as soon as Goff went cold. Yes, and I'm I'm like if this next series if if Kaepernick gets hot, yes, watch it's going to happen again. And, and it turned into backyard football. Both yeah. of you guys are tougher than me because after watching all the film on the Niners I'd watched this year, there mm-hmm. is no way in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were going to win the game. I, I, yeah. you know, I started yeah. it off by saying this is one that they will win. 
that that the Rams were better and they should win that because I thought that the Niners and I still think that the Niners are the worst team in the league this season. I think they're the worst team. In I the think so that, what that, is, that what does that make the Rams? Interception. That's um, what it was. That they they're the team that lost twice. To the worst, to the team. worst team. All right, tell yeah. me how you felt. Felt about Cap, just Colin Kaepernick when he scored and won the game. Tell me that next. Ram All Access, ESPN LA 710. Welcome back to Rams All Access, ESPN LA 710. Hey, see more and sit closer with Vivid Seats, an official partner of the Los Angeles Rams. Visit vividseats.com slash Rams today. Reserve your official ticket, travel, and VIP tailgate package to the next game next year. <laughs> I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, next year. Fun stuff. What were we just arguing about? What were we just yapping about? We were yapping we, about... We were still on corners. We're, and we're still talking about and, corners and Tremaine Johnson yeah. and, and having to and pay Aaron Donald in the offseason. Off and yes. I think that's a must. I don't know if it's early, I, but I, I, would, I wouldn't even try to mess with Aaron Donald. This pay is, him. This yes. is year three. You're going to pay him, but you don't have to right now. You, yeah. But the thing, when you're trying... Look at the team. I get and I understand the emotional attachment with some of the players, and we understand right. yeah. how good Aaron Donald is. But you have to start looking at the other aspects and needs of the team, and you got to think about that right now. When you have a, when you got a guy under contract mm-hmm. for the amount of time you still have him under contract, use it. You you to take your advantage. advantage. You use it to your but, advantage. That's but, why you don't change his numbers right now. But whatever you, don't you have to, whatever you pay, whatever you've been paying him, he's outperformed it. Yes. Absolutely, and that that's going to filter in my locker room. Mm-hmm. Remember what what used to motivate us. I'm not saying I'm not going to pay him. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm just saying right now, I I can honestly say it's not time to pay him because you have too many other holes that you have to fill. See, we should be running the team right here. The three of us, we should be running the team. Because the Texans didn't have to pay J.J. Watt, and they did it early. You know what I mean? Like, there's teams that said, And he was out for the year. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That that dude, he was breaking down before him. Right. right. I wonder what he's going to be like when he comes back. Actually, the Texans did have to pay J.J. Watt. Yes. Uh, you can say they shouldn't have, but they did. <laughs> they did have to pay J.J. Watt because J.J. Watt, was, they had no quarterback. Yes. They had nothing. He was the reason they were getting into the playoffs. Right. So I think that there's okay. a difference. Be- because he, he, and I think at that time, looking at that team and what was going on, the numbers he was yeah, putting yeah. up, mm-hmm. he was single-handedly keeping them in the playoffs. So race. the only thing that's different between Donald and Watt is... They went to the playoffs. Well, because I, it's no, not, no, there's no. not much difference. No, the difference between yeah. Donald and Watt is the game making plays that yeah. he does. I'm not saying, and I I love Aaron Donald. Yeah, yeah. I love Aaron Donald. He is so disruptive in right. the way he plays and what he does. But Aaron doesn't get the third down knockdown. If he you had a draft down, of players, he get the numbers. You go Watt first. No, knowing what I know yeah, now yeah. about mm-hmm. the way they the, the way well, they fantasy get, draft you can actually yeah, pick I would people. get I would yeah. get Watt him first. because why he gives the ball back. We're talking about this on the secondary. JJ J. Watt gives the, the ball, ball back, back to, to the, the offense. And he plays more Aaron positions. Donald does. Yeah. Who would be your first pick? Period. First pick. Period. Yeah. As just if you could draft anybody, anybody right now. Yeah. No matter it's what, all wide open. It's all wide open, no matter what. Brady? I mean, I think you got to go either Brady or Rodgers. I mean, I, your first pick. Well, be my first pick. Do I get him in their prime? Yes, and that's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, if, in the prime, best in of prime. whenever, whoever you want. It's, it's a fantasy world. Yeah, I'm, I mean, guys in the league, right? I'm From going, modern I'm, guys, yeah. I'm going Brady. Yeah, yeah. Brady. Me too. I because think, I think everybody would. Because he makes up for your defense. You know what yeah, I'm like, you don't defense, really need one. Look, I, think about it. We can give up 21 points. Remember, before when we played, it was 17 or less. Yeah, yeah. Today's NFL, it's 21 or less. Right. You, know what I'm saying? you can give up as a Patriot, give up 21 to 24 points, and still win. You get what I mean? I, I, because your quarterback is going to give you. 
three to four touchdowns. Don't get me wrong. I love rushing the passer for three yes. and a half quarters <laughs> versus the opposite. You know, thank you, Kurt Warner and, and group. Um, going back to Colin Kaepernick yes. and just the two-point conversion or any touchdown from Colin Kaepernick, what did you feel? Well, what, what what emotions came up for me? Yeah. I um, there is no applauding or clapping or cheering in the press box, but when you're watching that, I'm looking at a young man that's been through a lot this year, and those final two drives he was going through it at the national anthem yes. in the Coliseum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people, people were, were shouting yes, things yes. at him. Yeah, and so as I'm looking at him, watch those were his best two drives of the season. I mean, those are the best two drives I've seen Colin Kaepernick doing a long time. So when you see him and he raises his fist in the air, yeah. that to me was a guy letting loose. That was a guy just having fun. I hadn't seen that all season long, obviously, because his team isn't good. But you know what? I'm saying this Rams team gave it up. But at the same time, it was good to see a guy who went through what he's went through all year long in a situation that was set up for him to fail from the beginning. Right. Finally, go out and just and leave with a smile on his face. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? when he walked, I mean that picture of him walking out of the Coliseum with his fist held high. I mean, we talked about it earlier in the season what he went through and the stance that he took. So yeah. I think it was bigger than football watching him walk out of that L.A. Coliseum. He that was the first time I've seen the fist my whole life. I think yes. we've all seen a fist mm-hmm. our entire lives at yeah. some point. Somebody has a picture of that that deal, right? Yes. That was the first significant one of my life mm-hmm. when I saw that hand shoot up. Like yeah. it was, it was live. It was in color. It was right in front of me. That meant something. Something. Yeah, and it was I, bigger than football. It was bigger than football. <laughs> yes. That moment was significant. What What did you feel when you saw him score? Uh, well, first of all, I, I, unlike you guys, I still thought that they were going to win the game. The yeah. Rams were going to win the game. Yeah. I, I just didn't think that they'd lose to the forty. Even when they were going for two. I, when Chip Kelly said, "I'm going for two. there was still there was still yeah. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was still time on the clock, and yes. I and I just thought they'd go down, and be able to kick a field goal, and Mm-mm. win the game. I I thought I really did not expect them to lose that game. Uh, as far as Cap and what's going on, I know Cap, and I've been kind of watching yeah, yeah, it. And like yeah. I, said, right, I, I yeah. pay more attention to that team mm-hmm. um, than most, uh, and, and we all know why. So, but so just watching him, as you say, just just watching him compete at the end yes. of it, and that's what I did see. Competing yeah. at at the end of the day, with all the ugliness that had gone on, he was still in position to try and compete his hardest. And at the highest level, and I remember that. So I did have some flashbacks of him when he first got out there, and he was just out competing and playing. And he didn't have all the expectations. Mm-hmm. He um, he didn't have all. He didn't have everyone riding him. There was just excitement about what he could do on the field, and it seemed like one of those moments again. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that yeah. so that that was the thing about it when that was going on. Uh, and and you're, you're talking about the significance of the fist up in the air and, and the stance that he's taking and everything. That stretch, it was just Cap playing football and mm-hmm. what will he do next? And will this next play, will he break the pocket? Will he get the first down? Will he make a throw? And that's kind of who he was before yeah. in his heyday. And it was kind of it was actually nice to see yes. that player because the league is more exciting with that player. I think we all felt the same thing yeah. when he broke to his right, right? Because he was mm-hmm. coming right at me, and he looked inside to see who was there, and he saw Michael Brockers, and he <laughs> and he and Cap smiled, poster, and took off, <laughs> yeah, took off running. That yeah. was a poster, <laughs> big time, right? That yeah. was a poster, man. Uh, huge. It, 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 I felt. Something for him, but I felt more dejected for the Rams. Yes. Uh, can you guys remember the toughest beat of your life? Not oh, yeah. not a silly loss where you're up 14 points and you, you know, just messed it off. I'm talking a tough beat where it just ripped your heart out. 
Yeah, I remember at Kansas City, um, it was so loud. Yeah. We're on defense. We're up by, I believe, five, and they need a touchdown to win. We got them third and ten, and we're trying to get the call out, but it's so loud because it's you know a two-minute drill. One so you're player, on D. Okay, yeah, yeah, on D. One yeah. player didn't get the call. Okay? Uh, one player didn't get the call. And, you know, one player didn't get the call. They convert on third and ten, but they get it all the way down to the five. Okay, and so everybody was like, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Are they having enough time? And I believe actually it was actually they were up by – no, they were down by two. So it's like, let's go kick the field goal. They went for the touchdown. And I remember being – And they got it. Larry Johnson diving over for a touchdown, and I looked up, and I was so dejected because we had that game, and communication broke down at the most imminent time that you need communication yeah, yeah. to be at its best. How long did it take you to get over that? Obviously, I mean, I can still tell it hurts. It, I mean, it, it takes you a while because you got to watch it and relive it the next day. You wow. get what I'm saying? When you yeah, watch yeah, it on yeah. that, that's one of those tapes that you watch as a team. You don't watch that as individual groups, D-line, corners, linebackers. No, we watch it as a group. And so we all realize how much communication is important in the National Football League because it does lose your football game. I just wondered after that game, like, how many guys felt the way you felt? And then, does it matter at this point? Because the the team's about to change. Uh, you know what I mean? Losing yeah. a game like that, yeah. it rips your guts out. But yeah. then, how long do you carry that on a season like Especially this? Especially a and, and game well, that you had. Well, yes. I mean, that's, that's an For individual. For like the fourth or fifth time. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's just an individual player because that's sort of the way it is. You remember the ones that got away. Yeah. And I, can, I can remember, I mean, playoff games, NFC championships. I, I, can, I can remember the plays in '90. Where you had a chance. To, I mean, we were a minute away from getting to the Super Bowl, and you know there was a fumble. Um, I can remember in '91 where I still think we were the best team in the league, and we at a 10 and 6 team didn't make the playoffs because of a hail mary that got away in Atlanta. I, I still remember. John, I still remember Johnny looking. Johnny Johnson watching the guy catch the ball because he was doing what they told him to do. Right. You know, screen the guy out, don't <laughs> knock it down, do what you – but he was doing exactly – I learned a valuable lesson in that What game. was it? What was it? Um, that if you do exactly what a coach tells you to do every single time, the way he tells you to do it, that's yes. just enough to get beaten. Uh-huh. X's and O's don't move on paper. <laughs> right. You got you got to the coach. At some point, you got to play ball. At some point, you got to play ball. You got to play ball. And and we all learned a valuable lesson. So I I remember that, but I I remember bad seasons where yes. you're sitting there and and you're. I mean, I I can remember you know a seven win team in Carolina where you're going through your mind and every little play. Like there's a play in Kansas City where a ref threw a flag. On a third down, we got an opportunity to win this game. And after the flag, the ref picks up the flag and like, "E, I missed that one." And I'm like, oh, "I'm like, throw! pick up the flag." <laughs> he was like, "E, I, I he he threw the flag oh, because I hate he the thought apology. I didn't make the play." <laughs> so, yeah, so you right. think you think about these things, and, and, I, and yeah. so that's the thing. Like, yeah, yeah. does it? How do you let him go? I, no, no. You always remember always. it. <laughs> and and how does that affect some guys? I played with some guys on on some of those teams that I know the losing didn't matter. That they were just trying to get through the season, right? And and you know what? Hopefully, you don't have a lot of those guys in the colors. Yeah, don't show Rams. up to the Coliseum with a U-Haul truck already. Yes. You still got one game to go. Um, we're going to try to do something, or I'm going to ask you guys a tough question, the toughest question I've ever asked on All Access with us um, coming up next. Um, who's your Ram MVP for 2016? And you can't use Hecker or Aaron Donald. Rams All Access, ESPN LA, seven ten. 
Welcome back to Rams All Access, ESPN LA 710. Eric Davis, Kirk Morrison, uh, DeMarco Farr. Real quick about Jared Goff for a half second before we get into that Rams MVP, unless that is your MVP. <laughs> is Jared Goff your MVP? Anybody in the room? No. No, not no. at all? Uh-uh. Um, what did you think about his guarantee after losing again to the San Francisco 49ers that we'll get this fixed? Actually pleading with the fans yeah. for patience. What would you think? Well, I think it's a guy who understands, look, he doesn't like losing. And especially when you throw an interception at the end where you're on the verge of trying to come from behind now because you were yeah. down, I think he felt it. He felt it like, look, I don't like this feeling. And, look, I promise you I will be better. So, basically, he's putting I on himself. It. Yeah, I liked it. He's saying, like, I will be better. I'm not going to let allow this to happen. So, I think he gets it. That, that, and that's his proclamation, and he's got to go out and fulfill that now. Even if it's funny, I like the fact that he said it because he's a yes. quarterback. I do. I like it. I just don't want to have to hear it again. Yes. And I really next don't. Year. Okay. I don't want to have to hear it again next year because I, I was also raised in this league where I was taught that if you say it's your fault enough times, it everyone, everyone starts <laughs> to believe, believe it's, it's your, your fault. fault. This right. is true. Because mm-hmm. you keep having to say it's your fault. Obviously, it is. Yeah. And everyone's going to believe it's your fault. So I don't want to. There's now. It's time to get beyond that. It's time for him to take over. And, and I said that before. At some point, he has to decide. Well, we were saying a segment ago that you can't do exactly what the coach tells you to do every All single time. All the time. got to play ball. you got to play ball, and he has to take over and play ball. Bad ball or good play by defense? Both picks. I thought the first one uh, was a little bit iffy, maybe mm-hmm. off target some, but it was a great play. Yeah, I just think that you got to make sure you allow that route more time to develop because they were in max pro, yeah, 20. Yeah. You know, they brought in an extra tackle for that to, to be a blocker. You got to let that develop, and I thought he let it go way too fast. And when you know you're in that in in, in a max pro situation, and you as got a, time as a, as a corner yeah. linebacker. We know, okay, they're in max pro. So if I do get that play fake, this is going to be a late developing route. He threw it too soon, and all the corner did was just sit there and just look at him, and say, okay, okay, he's throwing. Oh, he's throwing you early. Him. You helped him. Okay, yeah. allow, right. allow that speed to get down. The you field. agree? Uh, well, in the, yeah. sec- the second interception, you understand the time of the game, mm-hmm. you and what's going on, yeah. and you also have to know your personnel mm-hmm. uh, because you know that they're playing to keep the ball, you know, inbounds, right? So if they're the DBs are outside in, you're right. going to try that out route. I say know your personnel. You got to know if you're throwing that ball to quick. Is quick the type go. <laughs> guy that's going to fight through yes. and understand that if I don't catch this ball, I have to knock it down right. at least. And that's, that's asking that a lot. He stopped yes. his route. Yeah, that's asking so, a lot. Right. So that's that's something else you learn as a quarterback. You know, was was that a throw into coverage? Yes. yes. Do I understand you making that throw into coverage? Yes, because you're trying to move the change. You're trying to get in field goal position. But do, who do you throw that ball to? Right. Okay. That's what actually, you have to learn. I actually thought that could have made him better. That could make a better Jared Goff. It sucks now, but that yes. could make him better. I think he learned in that situation. All right. Uh, enough time. Did you guys come up with an MVP? I did. A non-Johnny Hecker, non-Aaron Donald MVP for the 2016 L.A. Rams. Go, yeah. go ahead, Kirk. I, I think for me it's going to be Alec Ogletree. Here's a guy that played outside linebacker, and this year he was thrust to be a leader. He was thrust to be a captain. You know, When James Laurinaitis was given his walking papers, that was the big thing for me is when Alec Ogletree is now the middle linebacker, how is he going to handle that? I still think he's a better outside. It's not an indictment on him being in the middle, but I just think he's a better outside linebacker, free flow, don't worry about calling the tight end, you know, tight left, tight right, calling the plays, go get the ball. That's what I know he's good at doing. But this year, I haven't seen Bryce Hager in the game. I'm saying a name that nobody knows probably because he doesn't play. He's the backup. He's the backup because Alec Ogletree was there every single play. He didn't come out of games. 
He had a couple game-changing plays where there was sure a fumble force. Um, versus, won the game in New York. Yeah, yeah, won the game in New York with the interception. So he's done uh, a ton for this football team. and He's my MVP outside of Donald and Hecker. I thought he had a, a, a decent year at the middle linebacker position. Could it be better? Yes. But for what he was what he was given this year, the responsibility, yeah. I thought he handled himself really well. That's a great choice. It's just funny. A linebacker picks a linebacker. Yeah, I Go just, figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'm not a safety, but I'm going to pick T.J. McDonald. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And, Talk about and it. And the reason I'm going with uh, T.J. is because you, you have a top ten uh, secondary right yeah. now, and they're, they're pass defense. It's a top ten secondary. You think about all the changes that were happening back there, and again, you're talking about another guy mm-hmm. that I think. Now you look at the numbers. Does he have the big numbers? No, but I think a lot of that has to do with the way he's being used yeah. as well. I think that he can do everything that you want done from the position. Uh, but I also, you know, you're talking about a captain. You're talking about a guy that's, that's making signal calls, getting guys mm-hmm. lined up. When you have all the different bodies that come in and out, you were talking earlier. About about you know the lack of communication, how it can cost you a game. Yes, sir. You know this is one of the guys, and he is one of he is one of the voices that has to be out there every single play when you're when when you're getting these different guys and different groupings of players playing. You have to be able to get guys lined up to do do the job that they're supposed to do. And you're not only talking to the secondary, you're talking to the backers, you're mm-hmm. talking to the front to make certain that everything is going. And to be and and to be out there every single play when all these moving parts are going uh, are coming and going, it's a difficult thing uh, because you work in unison. And I and I I think there's value to having a guy around that can do those things. And you look at the numbers. I think he's a ma- I think he's a major part of the reason why they are a top ten. Kirk, no, just even without yeah. Rodney McLeod too. Remember we're talking oh. about guys who you missed, right? TJ had to do it all by himself yeah, really yeah. this year. You know what I mean? And he, yeah. And the crazy part about it was, remember, we go back to training camp. He wasn't listed as a starter. True. Remember, he had to earn his the way right, back. his worry back in, right. getting good graces with the football team. And so did it, too. And did it, yeah. yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did change so, his game a little bit. He wasn't yes. as wild as he was last year. <laughs> I mean, he was the definition of friendly fire. I'm just saying, if I'm playing yeah. cover two and the quarterback wants to Wanted. throw in that dead spot. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> it, it may not show up in the stat column, but as far as – Damn near knockout shots. Yes. I bet he leads this team and oh, possibly yeah, yeah. this yeah. division. And and, that, and yeah. there's another thing. There's a value in that. Hell yeah, I there's love a, him out there. No there doubt. Is, especially with the way the rules are, there mm-hmm. is a value in making certain that people understand that there is a tax that you have to play. Right. I can't tell you what we used to call that tax, <laughs> but but I know there, what you're talking about. But, there, but there, there's there's a booty tax. <laughs> okay. Booty tax? No, no, no. It, like that's a not, pirate's booty. That, you know a mean? pirate's yeah, booty. Yeah, there's a tax yes. from coming Thank across. you for qualifying that. Come, okay. I, I know, I know where you're going. <laughs> Thank we you. We the same thing. When <laughs> you come across the middle, it, yes. it's not free. It's not free of yes. charge. Right. And that's what TJ, cost he implements that. Mm-hmm. And there are plays that you take out of people's playbook. That, that like we don't want to lose a guy, mm-hmm. yeah. and the players know I don't want to run that route. When you have a guy like TJ in the middle, that is coming downhill as hard. I've as seen he does. him make people quit. Yes, yes, I, I, exactly. I won't mention names, but I've seen him so that's tackle people, and they get up and walk to the bench, and we don't hey, see him again for the rest of the it's game. The, it's the first of the month, and rent's due. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, all right, coming up next, we got a. Um, I was going to get to the LVP just for fun. Your least valuable, yeah. and you couldn't use Gurley. 
But that might be too negative, right? We can't do that. Who's that, your biggest disappointment? That, that's really negative. Who's your biggest disappointing b- disappointing player this year for the Rams? Hold that. When we come back, we'll talk about this. Ram, Rams All Access, ESPN, LA 710. Welcome back to Rams All Access, ESPN, LA 710. Eric Davis, Kirk Morrison, DeMarco Farr. Out, see more and sit closer with Vivid Seats, an official partner of the LA Rams. Visit vividseats.com slash Rams today. Reserve your official ticket uh, and travel and VIP package to the next game. We're talking about 2017. Um, real quick uh least valuable uh, or your most disappointing player this season for the Rams who'd you have high hopes for that didn't turn in a great year and don't use Todd Gurley don't use Todd Gurley ask and answer yeah I'm, I'm gonna go two here go ahead um definitely I'm looking on the offensive line and the defensive line number one I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Greg Robinson he's been a big disappointment he's been a guy who's been sat down twice twice in twice one season. not once but twice and healthy and active uh I always I remember I asked uh, Lovey Smith this I said you know, Lovey, he's a healthy and active. You know, why is that? He said, he's healthy and he's inactive. Wow. That's all I got to say. There's no way around <laughs> I mean, that, that yeah. you're not one of the best 46 players for that week. And that really says a lot about him. So he's one guy that thought that. Who's the other? Yeah. yeah the other guy is Michael Brockers, the guy who they paid. Fair enough. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I expected more from him. I expected from, him to stay on the field longer. It, 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 and look, he had some injuries a little bit during the season. But at the same time, it's very rarely did I even notice he was out there. And I'm just going back to what we saw last week versus San Francisco 49ers. We knew he was out there because Kyler Kaepernick was jumping over his head right. for a touchdown. <laughs> and let's just be honest, for a guy who's getting paid that kind of money, and look, this, he's a draft pick. You want to make sure you reward your draft pick, especially that high, a first-rounder. But I thought that he wasn't as valuable next to Aaron Donald as I thought you should be. Donald is going to demand a double team. So you got to beat the one-on-one. And he didn't beat the one-on-ones. Enough, and I'm talking about the rushing defense I know what you too. Mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Beating the one on one, making a play. You know, it's just not about getting sacks. Not everybody can get sacks at the defensive tackle position like you did, two and ten and a half yeah. plus sacks. But I'm saying eleven and a half. Sorry, don't cheat me. Don't cheat me. I'm not gonna cheat you that one. <laughs> but but you know what I'm talking. One on ones. You got to make the play, be more disruptive, and I thought he could have done that more because a lot of attention was on ninety nine. I'm going through my mental Rolodex of highlight reels, and I can't remember one play. Like, think about a big play where you saw ninety. I'm I mean, trying sorry, to number ninety making that big play. I like, got whoa. a bunch of ninety nine. I got a bunch of everybody else. Yes. I'm trying to remember him. E, you got a most disappointing player. A guy you had high hopes for? Uh, I mean, you know, this is our negative segment I see it's right now. Negative, but I, it's, it's not negative. It's not negative. It's a guy you expected you're more. You're the next I coach. Expected, right. I expected more from Tavon Austin. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Um, and I think I have to give an honorable mention to my disappointment to um, Boris uh, as uh, the coordinator. Mm-hmm. Find ways to utilize what he does. We know what he does well. When he has the ball in his hand in space, he can he can make guys miss. He can show the speed and his athletic ability. They don't find ways to do that more, you know, as much as I think they should. And when he has opportunities to make plays, I mean, he's dropping balls. Uh, you know, he's he's not beating the one on one. You want to find ways to get him one on one. He's not beating the one on one coverage, getting himself in position to do it. And I just thought that he would be at a point to where. Uh, he could do more. Right. That's it. And I think he, they need him to do more. Some someone has to step up and say, "I'm that guy," uh, in that receiving core. Yeah. And I think you know, he has yeah. ability, enough ability, physical ability to do that. And he hasn't done it, and that was disappointing to me. Don't those guys have a shelf life? The gadget guys, because the way Reggie Bush's career is ending up, have mm. you seen that? Yeah. He's got 12 carries. For negative three yards. Uh, well, the thing about Reggie I mean, Bush, I think we all. But the, when it's all speed, but once the speed goes away, well, see, that was the thing about it. Reggie yeah. never had that kind of speed. We all remember the USC Reggie. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah. when Reggie Bush got into the league, 
He was a gadget he was, guy. He was the guy. Yeah. He yeah. wasn't Reggie wasn't mm-hmm. that much faster no. than everyone. He wasn't bigger. He wasn't faster. Uh, he was a really good athlete, but he mm-hmm. wasn't this off the charts athlete. So what he did in college didn't equate to the NFL. That first swing out, that big hit he took. Remember oh, that Philly. Yeah, from Philly. Uh, that yeah. that yeah. took some speed away. Yeah, right you, there. When you, when, you, yeah. when you when you crawling over there looking for your teeth. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that looking was, for yeah. your senses. Yeah, that was a hell of a shot. Um you guys have been following Football in its entirety, not just the Rams. So yeah. uh, the Dallas story, I think, is very interesting. The two rookies, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. Would you turn that back over to Tony Romo under any circumstances at all if you're the Dallas Cowboys? No, Tony's done. Tony's done. It's Tony's Dak's done. team now. It's Dak's team. And, I mean, going forward, we're talking about looking at the future. The Dallas Cowboys are so lucky because not only do they find the heir apparent to Tony Romo, they did it without having to sacrifice a first-round pick. Right. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where they hit it big in the lottery. And then on top of that, we look at Melvin Gordon. We look at uh, Jay Ajayi. I can throw in. I wonder um, how long he's going to be effective. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll throw in uh, Todd Gurley. Yeah, yeah, okay. Three running backs from last year's class, the 2015 class, that are how impactful can they be? Because I look at where Ezekiel Elliott is, and he made immediate and I know it's offensive line, but, man, he is special. And I think they hit it big this year's draft where you see the pieces for the future now in place, not just for 16. We're talking about years to come. Who who do you think comes out of the NFC this year, Eric? Oh, wow. I that's, mean, that's a, that's you, a tough one. I wonder yeah. if Dallas and those rooks, not knowing what they're getting into – in playoff football can continue. Well, you know what, Dallas, well, the team, the defense is playing better, so that's mm-hmm. that's a major part of it, and they're hard to score on, so you got to keep the game close because the way they can run the ball, you can't, you don't get a lot of opportunities offensively to come back if you get behind, so that's one thing you got to look at. But I think people are really counting out. Um, no one's really taking the Falcons serious, yeah. but if Julio gets healthy, <laughs> yes. if Julio right. gets healthy, they can score. Yeah, yeah. So the defense is playing better, and, and they're coming up with some plays, but they can score. I wouldn't count them out. And yeah, and I, say it, it, the one, I, I know you want to say it. I want Seattle. I know you want to say it, Seattle, but See, I, I don't. Seattle, I don't for what, some reason, I don't believe. Well, right the now. thing, the thing that's got with me Earl with Seattle out. right now, with Earl being out yes. and then just losing um, Lockett. Yes. Because Lockett had become he had become the home run guy mm-hmm. that made you have to stretch the field and play the entire field. So that's that's the one right there. But I, I, it's hard to to count them out in a game that matters. But can Seattle anybody beat you deep ways. though? See, I, Nobody can beat you deep. They now. still, you know what? But they were I'm saying, sitting on those routes. But now. they were saying that before, and you still have curse, and you still have guys that can do it because it, that's that's the one knock every year. Well, they don't have receivers, yes. and then you find Doug Baldwin in the end zone. In the end zone. <laughs> yeah. so right. I, I, right. I wouldn't count them out. Get, but yeah. Atlanta, they don't have receivers. Well, who caught that? <laughs> right. Dallas, Dallas is the one on that aspect, and and, and, and you know, so Dallas, yes. They look like the sure thing, but I would not count out Seattle. I'm not or, afraid or, of. I'm not afraid of Seattle on the road. I'm not. You're at, not afraid of Seattle on the road. You got at, at home, yes. But on the when, road, when no. The road, I don't okay. think, I don't think anybody wants to see them. Uh, Rams All Access. We're going to get to the AFC predictions next. Uh, ESPN LA, 710. Rams All Access, ESPN LA, 710. Eric Davis, Kirk Morrison, DeFar back. This is our last segment. And again, ex-players, we talk too much. we got to keep this quick. Um, <laughs> anybody outside, anybody not picking the Patriots to come out of the AFC? 
Because I am. I got Pittsburgh. You got Pittsburgh coming yeah, out of the NFC. I picked them. I picked them beginning of the year, and I, when they were Make losing case, games, everyone was yeah. falling apart. And I'm just like uh, that. That I was waiting for the defense to come together and figure out what they can do as far as offense. Uh, it's a question. They always have their stretch offensively mm-hmm. where someone's injured, and then it's like, oh, can they get yeah. healthy? And they have gradually gotten their guys back from suspension, from injury, and everyone is playing well right now. They will be able to score. They can score on anybody. That's the one team that has the mindset that I believe can go into Foxborough and play whatever and, and play whatever yeah. type game they have to play. If Ben has to throw it 50 times and score 30, 40 to be in the game, they can. If they have to play ugly football and run the ball and beat you up and, yeah, and it's a 17, yeah. <laughs> 20 game, that's, they can do that too. Yeah. I, I like the team. I've liked them from the start, and I'm, I'm still on them. Real quick, if you had Terry Bradshaw in this room and <laughs> after he said what he said about Mike Tomlin, what would you say? One word. I would ask him why. <laughs> why? why? Because I, yeah. that's, it's okay to do that, but you know, as I said yesterday, man, that was, that was black and yellow on black and yellow uh, crime. It didn't make sense. It right? doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah. Like, why, why do you do that? It, it, everyone or maybe has, it did. Everyone has feelings. Yeah. Well, first of all, Tomlin's a really good coach. Mm-hmm. Tom, Tom, very good. Tom's a, Tom's a yeah, very yeah. good coach. And, and so when you start talking about every coach and what they do, Belichick, I, I hear all this time about Belichick being the greatest coach of everything. Belichick does not coach Tom Brady. Right. He stays out of his way. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> right. so he gets, yeah. he's getting credit for that, but you don't want to give Tomlin credit and say, well, Roethlisberger is doing it. It's the same thing. He's a very good CEO, good staff. Mm-hmm. His teams are always prepared. They're always in it. So – why do you say that? And then we've all played for teams, and there are guys that play on the team now, and things are different. That right. didn't do it the way there were guys before. Right. There's no reason for you to take that outside of the colors. Yeah, true. And, and, and I, I <laughs> that think, makes yeah. no sense. It makes no sense. One at of all. the biggest things you mentioned about with Bill Belichick, he's a CEO. He oversees everything. Every head coach. No does. one. But but I look at Tomlin different. I see him as a leader of men. You get what I mean? Yeah. Like, how many guys on that team truly respect him as the man? Like, I would this say guy everybody. <laughs> looks me in the yes. eye and tells me straight. Doesn't yeah. sugarcoat it. Hey, look, you got to be better. When he flares those nostrils. Yeah. yeah. Like, come here. We got to be better. This is the way he talks. And look, he's 102 wins in 10 seasons. That means he's averaging 10 wins a year. 10 years, seven playoff appearances in the Super Bowl. I just don't know if they can win three this year because they got to win three right. to get to the Super Bowl. They got to win three. One at home, two on the road. So that's okay. the, that, that's so who's my your own, AFC pick? My AFC pick is still New England. New England. Okay. We're, I mean, they would they would have been there last year had they played at home in that AFC Championship game. All right. Uh, since this is a Rams all, yeah, no, they wouldn't. What? Go ahead. It didn't matter where they played last week. They could not. <laughs> that offensive line could not protect them from that pass yeah, rush. Dude, t- they could have played on Pluto. We need two hours. In Denver yet last year, dude, that thing was so loud. Dude, it, Marcus Cannon time. couldn't even get out of his stands. That offensive, I'm talking about Von Miller was so that ball was snapped and Cannon still Von, in the stands like this. Von Miller oh. did that to everyone in every stadium last year. It didn't matter. That but offensive line could not deal with that Tom rush. Tom Brady is so great at manipulating the scap count. You can't do that on the road. You know that. You know that. We need another hour. Well, you <laughs> no. know we need another hour. That's all what we I need. Know, all I know is when they played, it didn't work, okay? So we can talk about if they had played here. <laughs> I saw them play. play. Foxborough, it's a different game. Well, I saw them play in Denver and, and get skull drug. Yeah, skull okay? drug. That damn crowd was in it. That was far. Eric Davis, Kirk Morrison. <laughs> this has been Rams All Access, ESPN LA 710.